Hey, and welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm Randy. I'm Bryce. And I'm Bradley. And this week we're talking about the Wendigo. Not How the Wendy Wendigo? No, not the Wendigo. No, they're all they're all technically Wait, is that what, correct. Is that what came from like the Wendy's restaurant? Yo, that's a great point. Maybe maybe uh-huh. that's where Wendy's come from comes from is Wendigo. When you go to Wendy's, you're a Wendigo. <laughs> I'm not sure where the origin for that name is, so I can't say for sure if that's where they're coming from. I'm pretty but, sure it is. Like, this and is the, uh, the Wendigo is like the goo that's on the floor. Ooh, gross. When you just oh, go. Come on, you had to bring it that way. Well, if you yeah. like, if you order a Wendy like Wendy's to go, it's you know it's Wendigo like Wendigo Wendy's to go. Just slang for it. It adds a whole new meaning to the pink slime from McDonald's. Oh my god. It's the Wendy goo and the pink slime. And then if you want to know when you're going to Wendy's, it's when to go? When to go, <laughs> there we go. Sorry, is this uh, going to be when to go? <laughs> when All right. <laughs> I anyway, I promise we we are a uh, creature podcast, yeah. not a not a fast food salesman, and not a awful puns podcast. Uh, yeah, now that we've beaten that horse to death multiple times. Uh, so how much do you guys know about Wendigos? You familiar with them? I know what it is, and I've seen that episode of Supernatural. So that's ah, it's a good episode. It's real pretty solid. Good. I I've seen that episode of Supernatural supernatural as well and i've also um seen a little bit of fallout 76's wendigos which are kind of interesting yeah uh, the wendigo colossus it's like oh yeah it's Jeez. real crazy I'll, I'll maybe talk about that a bit later though we'll see yeah later on we'll get to uh so wendigos have often made appearances in different forms of media they're in many books several movies shows and also they're actually they're in a couple of games so we'll talk about that later on about what where they appear but in general um and there's basically two different types of of the wendigo mythos and they are generally split into two different categories primarily based off of how they appear and kind of their origin of like what causes them to be summoned if you will and so the first type we're going to talk about um we're gonna i've split them up so that way we can kind of differentiate between the two um the first one that we're going to talk about is the more common the known like the real skinny skeletal kind of looking guy who's like real thin most of the time hairless and looks like someone who's just been living in the woods and starving to death for decades. Yeah, um, almost like ghoulish, right? Yeah, very, very ghoulish, yes. Like, they... What was that? I was going to say, like, almost like decaying, you know, yeah. and, like, undead. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, they are both of the versions that we're going to talk about. They both have an origin in Native American uh, lore and stories that have been passed down. Um, but this one, the very first one we're talking about, the more skeletal type, is the true um, mi- like legend that was talked about. Uh, this is the type that they, like their stories always talked about, and they, all of the Native American stories talked about a more skeletal, human-looking monster, not the animalistic one. Um, so this is the more traditional, accurate-based one off of their stories um but it's it's kind of interesting how and when the twist came and where that second version appeared um other than that really really quick um, i find it interesting um with a lot of these lores and these creatures from history just and not not i wouldn't say similar but like the like there are characteristics that are similar between every like a lot of these things right so like we talked about uh gnomes and mm-hmm. one chunk of lore from that was that they could be the size of a human right this one is 
they are humans sometimes taking form as these or they they were human at one point you have uh mummies who are risen from the dead that were humans you have zombies that we were humans and and i mean all of these things are in history based and i'll talk about we'll probably talk about werewolves at one point in the history there it most of the time was just a human that it was bigger or something you know like and it just they all like is from like the human persona and i just find it interesting that like whether or not these things are real like humans are usually what people see as monsters not monsters themselves sometimes yeah i think it's really interesting that like a lot of the stories and and the fear that is based around and behind the wendigo is whether or not the wendigo does or did or does actually exist a lot of the stories can be very easily viewed as just somebody some normal person kind of lost their mind and they went Mm -hmm. crazy and that's a very real fear that can happen especially in the times when the native americans were existing in times of famine and things like that which is when a lot of the stories came around that people going crazy and just kind of losing it was a very real fear so i think it's very interesting how yeah like oftentimes the human aspect is a very it is kind of almost more frightful than the monster itself yeah because like it's very possible that this that someone could actually do that and we actually i mean if we have time there's a story about a very recent story about this kind of thing happening oh no way yeah so if we have time we can get to it it's pretty pretty crazy man it's insane but um i also feel like this type of wendigo i'll I'll maybe dub it like the classical wendigo is uh more i would say almost rooted in reality that may seem kind of strange but i'd say less fantastical yeah it's more like just a demented grotesque uh ravenous human yeah you know Mm -hmm. um i mean it they are expounded upon probably with more like superhuman abilities, right, Randy? Or... Right, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll get into yeah. that as well. And actually, speaking of uh, being a little bit more grounded in reality, um, there are still very fantastical parts about this story. One of them being is, um, and then a lot of the stories, which, uh, so we'll go into, I have a story about the very first, very, the first documented case anyway, of someone being claimed as a Wendigo in the first um, supposed version of what happens when someone becomes and turns into a Wendigo and how it was treated. Um, And in a lot of these cases, they talk about there being a spirit um, called the spirit of the Wendigo that possesses somebody or kind of talks to them and kind of convinces them to become cannibalistic and things like that. But so it's which it's, can be seen as like a like them going crazy, right? Like exactly. They, yeah. Kind they of see senile. something possess them, but like no, it's probably mm-hmm. really starvation and yeah. like I've been banned from this society or something. You know, so just yeah. some outlaw that like what do I do? And they 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 they're and so desperate they... that then they do something and so they win to go. You know. Yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As they start to go, kind of bam, win to go. There they go. Yeah. Uh, there so they, they go. <laughs> there they go. When they go. Wait, um, when do they go? As many times as it takes. <laughs> Gotta get it. So the hunting grounds for Wendigos, the typical places that these happen and that this story that we're gonna get into right now, um, they typically take place up in the northern areas, northeastern sections of Canada. Um, this is largely based off of the Native American tribes that had stories about them. Um, most of the tribes that were telling stories about them were, uh, I believe it's pronounced Algonquin language based uh, Native American tribes. And so because of that, we can kind of track as to where the tribes mostly lived. And that is where almost all of the stories for the Wendigo takes place. So it's mostly Northeastern America slash Canada. Uh, with a little bit down into Colorado and then the Great Lakes area. So just so you know, that's the general area that we're going to be dealing with with most of these stories. Okay. If I remember correctly, like 
a lot of that area is still largely unexplored. Yes. Kind of. It's just like really deep. It's forests uh, and it's forest. wildland, which is the kind of this creature's bread and butter. It loves the forests. It's master hunter in the woods. So, well, in the most northern part of that, why. like that area, is the Arctic Circle. I mean, it's mm-hmm. probably uninhabited. I mean, it, it definitely still uninhabited. Ninety like percent. Yeah. You know, except for like probably the original tribe. So, yep. You know, whatever the Native American tribe was there. Exactly. So the first story, um, like I said, this is not necessarily the first actual story of the um, Wendigo. There's very, most likely other stories that existed before this, but this is a very first documented one that, that you can find really regularly um, and that was fully published and there was news about it. This was about in the year of 1875 that Swift Runner, he became the Canadian Mounted Police, their personal guide for the mountains and the surrounding forests. And because of his relationship with them, he started to become more integrated with the colonizers and get to know them a little bit more. And they started bringing in a bunch of new products that most of the natives weren't used to. One of those being whiskey. First got whiskey into the area by smuggling it. And they disguised the, the colonizers disguised it as medicine. So they would get it into the uh, Native American tr- uh sections and tribes and whatnot and smoke and told them that it was medicine and then he ended up developing an addiction and he was a very very angry drunk he apparently nobody wanted to be around him as as a drunk um he was described as an ugly customer especially when he was on a bender and eventually he got to the point where he was so bad that he was called the terror of the whole region so wow, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool nickname to get. Everyone Seriously. wants to be called that. I mean, it's it's pretty infamous, you know. Yeah. If you're the guy that's the terror of the region, yeah. That's, um, well, especially that you used to be trustworthy, he was used to such be a, a cool guy. Yeah, and now he's called the terror of the region. Um, I don't know, man. That's like really kind of yeah. like hits me a little deep. Yeah, it's pretty like, yeah, so I guess apparently he was so bad that the um, European colonizers decided that they had enough with him. And so they actually kicked him out and he was banned from any European colonies, any European cities. And so he went actually returned back to his uh, pre-tribe to be able to, like, I guess he would move back and moved in with them again. And he was still living it up as the terror of the region to the point where then the nicknames or he was toted as being turning those Cree camps, everything, into little hells, as they called them. <laughs> Apparently, he would just rile up the entire camp into just chaos. Uh, Dang, which, man. which apparently they didn't like either. So, I, I mean, it's pretty understandable, you know. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just. It's it's pretty rough the deal yeah. that this guy was given, you know, is that he he got addicted to alcohol and then it yeah, just okay. kind of well it's, him... it it seems like he was just like used as well, you yeah. know. Came it in, kind of brought the, really the English like that, yeah. came in, used him as a guide, and then got him addicted on alcohol and whiskey, and then like, all right, well, see ya, time to get out. So yeah. not not I uh, so. This guy did have a rough go, though I'm not condoning what he did, but he did have a rough, rough go totally. for a bit. So not necessarily oh, yeah. saying what he did was justified in any way, but there is there is a really rough, tragic story behind his life a bit. But so after he went back to the the Cree tribes, they decided they wanted nothing to do with him either. So they kicked him out as well. So he took his family, uh, his both his wife, his children, also his wife's mother, I believe. It was I think it was his wife's mother, and then also his brother. And they all packed up and went out into the woods to live. Because I guess if he's banned, they're all banned. I don't know if it was because they were wanting to stick with him or if the entire tribe just decided the entire family was gone, but they all 
went out with each other out into the woods. And everything seemed fine for a while. Um, they spent the late the fall and then into the winter out there. But as it got further into winter, there started being stories passed around that the English, uh, the European police, the mounted police started to hear. There was stories about them going missing, about there being murders out there, even stories about there being some form of cannibalism out there. And so the police were like, nah, I don't, we'll see about that. So they went out and investigated, but they could not find them anywhere. Like they searched the forests, but <laughs> they're out of, they're missing their lead tracker and lead guide. So apparently oh, they yeah. had a hard time leading or finding anything out there. So they couldn't, they couldn't find where his family was located. So nothing came of that. And they were like, well, I guess, I guess they're fine. But come around spring, as things started to warm up, then all of a sudden one day, Swift Runner just came back into town. He was supposedly banned, but I guess they forgot about that for now because he just walked into town. And as he went to a bar and started getting, getting drinks. And someone asked him about where his family was. And he mentioned, oh, my family's dead. And they're like, wait, wait, wait what? And so he tells the story. He claimed that both all of his kids starved to death and his entire family was starving. He was starving and his wife as well. Um, and so rather than the wife see the kids continue to starve to death and then she herself starve as well, the wife then killed herself. So the kids starved and the wife committed suicide. So that way she wouldn't have to see the rest of it. And that was his story as to where his family went. I mean, but, like, this is a, you know, that's pretty sad and not to like make oh, light yeah. of it. But at the same time, like if I was hearing that story, I'd be like, um, that's a little convenient that yeah. your family's dead and that you seem like you're doing fine, all things considered, <laughs> you know. Especially that there had I been mean, like rumors there, of, but... well, it, there's already rumors of him going yeah. missing, his family going missing people being murdered and cannibalism. Like, you're hearing these stories. This guy comes into town, and everyone is apparently dead except for him. Uh-huh. Why, you know? And that's exactly, us, that's exactly what the police thought. Um, there's even actually one police officer that was quoted in saying that he, he seemed too well-fed for someone who supposedly just had his entire family starved to death. Because um, he seemed like sign. he was relati relatively fine. Um, but that was what he was claiming was that they all starved to death. So the police asked if they could go and see his camp and to be able to then just like confirm that that was the story that was going on. So he's like, all right, sure, that's fine. And so he led them back for some reason. I guess he was just fine with it. I don't know if, I don't know if he was starting to believe the story that he told or what, but after a couple of days of going through the woods, possibly because he lost the the forgot where the camp was or maybe he was just leading them on but eventually they did end up coming back around and finding the camp that he was at and all they found was a burnt out campfire and bones scattered everywhere um and so then the police were like well i mean what's what's this i mean he, like they piled up the bones and it accounted for his entire family and his only response was yeah i did it which is like, well, I mean, I guess like, that's it. This is such like uh, a dark image of like, I don't know, when you say like there's piles of bones, I can't yeah. imagine too much time had passed between his family mm -hmm. going missing and him like returning to town. Yeah. And so I almost feel like this guy was just like sitting there, maybe just gnawing on the bones. Yeah, I don't they know. said that's like really spooky. But... Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, they even said that. Um, a lot of the police officers couldn't bear to be there, uh, but the few ones that would that had to like stick around and I don't know they weren't categorizing and, and collecting evidence, but the ones that were there as like uh, accounting for it said that there was even some bones that were cracked in half and the marrow sucked out of them. So like he, was, he was not leaving anything behind. Um, it didn't. It was is a brutal scene to. I couldn't imagine having to see that. Um, so he was then, he already admitted to it. Like he confessed in front of them and he, I guess he really bailed on his story immediately. Um, 
So he, after his confession, they took him uh, captive. They imprisoned him, and he was set for execution by hanging in a couple of days. That was actually going to be the first legal hanging, the first official uh, execution of the Canadian uh, region ever. Uh, so he was the first legal hanging, which is good. Really? Good for him. Yeah, yeah. That was because they, they actually had to set up the scaffolding and everything for his execution. Dang. Uh, yeah. They must, so. they must have thought that this was like, you know, like really like the first thing warranting of a. Uh, yeah. And I think it was also, sentence. yeah, I think it was also that like everything was still like the cities were just still getting built. Like nothing was actually fully set up yet. I don't know how, whether. I don't know how far along they were in construction of the cities, but like, I think they just also weren't fully built into a city yet. So they're like, we haven't even finished building our houses, and you want us to build? All right, I guess we'll put an execution stand up. I suppose. Yeah. And so the night before, yeah, the night before his execution, he was quoted in saying, they asked him if he wanted a priest to read his last rites and anything to and he was quoted in saying that the white man had ruined me and i don't think their god could amount to much so he was really not a fan of what the, had happened to him his lot in life but he continued to claim as they were getting ready to execute him that he was possessed by a spirit and that it was the spirit that told him that he needed to do it and that was how he was the only way that he could survive and a lot of the Native American people or uh, Native American uh, chiefs and members in the area believed that it was the spirit of the Wendigo that was what corrupted him. So it was a pretty tragic story for this guy. That yeah. was the first story that was actually fully recorded. Well, and honestly, I was rather surprised. Um, I, I feel like most of the creatures that have like actually like background in like our own history and stuff happen way earlier than, I mean, this is the first account of a Wendigo at least written down that we have is 1879. Like, yeah, that was, I mean, that, that like, that wasn't that long ago. ago, I mean, like in relation to all of history, like that's not that far away. And like, but I mean, like I'm sure this like this wasn't the first appearance. I'm sure he Absolutely. he had this idea of Wendigo already, yeah. whether or not he was possessed by something or not. You know, I'm not here to claim that because I don't know. But like he probably had already heard stories. I'm sure, like before you know colonization happened when it was just these tribes. I'm sure that there was these stories yes. that like I wonder how much information we're missing because of either colonization or just not exactly, having yeah. stuff written down. But like it's just crazy to me that like this only happened in 1879. Mm-hmm. And I mean, clearly there were, like you said, there were stories beforehand because when this did happen, it's not like all of the tribes in the area were like mind blown as to that this would happen or this could happen. They were all pretty. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say okay with it. They, they were surprised that it happened, but they already had a name for it. They kind of knew that this could happen. And so like when this murder occurred, they were like, oh, okay, yes, this makes sense. This falls perfectly in line with this story that we've already had for years. Yeah. So I don't think this is actually the first story, but it's the first recorded one that we have. The first one that has actually made it into fully documented story. So it's pretty so, Um, How does one person become a wendigo i guess i don't know is that skipping ahead too much no no you're good so there are several different ways um that we can that someone can become a wendigo um and it depends on which cultures you talk you're talking to and talking about um but for this type of wendigo um one of the most consistent ways for becoming a wendigo is any resorting to cannibalism anytime anyone resorts to cannibalism that's a pretty surefire way to become corrupted um, and then start to have that this the spirit of the Wendigo take over. Um, and that's what it really is, is like it is kind of a possession. And oftentimes they describe it as a demonic spirit that takes over. Um, and so by resorting to cannibalism, you're 
kind of letting that spirit in to take control of you. Um, there's also a couple of uh, other ways, one of which is by just being too close to in proximity to Wendigos. Um, if you're just too close to them, then you can, it's kind of like a, kind of like a disease. You can catch it. Um, and then also if one breathes on you, that's another way of, if you, if they breathe on you, then you can also catch it, which is why in a lot of cultures and in a lot of the Native American tribes, they're started to develop these people, these um, hunters that they, they were famous for being able to hunt down and kill and execute Wendigos without catching it themselves. Uh, they, were, they were relatively famous and relatively popular at the time for it. Before uh, you keep going with, the, I don't know if yeah, you yeah. talk much about. Um, just wondering, because of like this whole cannibalism thing, would there be like a pack of Wendigos, or was it usually just one That's in an area? Like, yeah. That's a great question. Um, it seems like it was. It has the possibility to do it. Um, there's, there's, especially with um, the ones, the stories of when Wendigos could pass it on by being in too close of proximity. There was definitely the the fear of that happening, um, and so that's where, like I said, there was hunters that that was their job was to like, even if they started to suspect that somebody could be infected, they would just execute the person. Sometimes even the person would ask to be killed rather than becoming a Wendigo. Um, so that fear definitely was there. Uh, but I don't didn't see any stories about like specifically packs of them, and I don't know if they necessarily would be like wolves where they would stay as a pack. I think it was mostly just if they did get turned, then you would have multiple Wendigos, but not generally traveling together. They would. It seems like from what I could tell, they split up and they were more solitary creatures. But there was a possibility of them spreading if you weren't careful. Well, I wonder if. Uh... Like, say, if Wendigos would eat each other, right? Um, it seems like they didn't because, um, so in, in a lot of the appearances, like I said, they're very, very gaunt, and they have almost nothing to them. They, they, they're sometimes described as skeletal, uh, so oftentimes they would avoid, they would be presumed to avoid other Wendigo because there's just not much meat on them. Uh, so they would go towards humans and stuff. There was even... Uh, a story that I have, we we might not get to it, but there's a story that's passed around in some tribes that talk about there's one Wendigo that raised a kid for like several years trying to get him fatter and like just kind of feeding him food to get him fatter, fat enough to then be worth eating. So I think well, typically and, they didn't eat each other because there wasn't much to them. Well, and I'd also speculate, obviously there's nothing probably to back this up, but we were talking. <laughs> you're talking about becoming one, right? They're resorting, resorting to cannibalism, which I'm pretty sure cannibalism does not give you the necessary vitamins and things to sustain people to live forever. No, I could be wrong, no, but I'm pretty really. sure that Makes you and, very sick. Very. Yeah, right. And then also, you were talking about they believe it would corrupt you, right? So mm -hmm. you're losing all. You're not getting any nutrition. You're getting skinny. You're getting you know, exactly. becoming corrupted. And so a Wendigo wouldn't eat something that's corrupted and already sickly. Exactly. They're not going to get any nutrition that they would get from a, eating a human body is probably fully gone in another Wendigo. Like they probably don't have any actual, if a human body could have nutritional value, the Wendigo definitely doesn't. I almost looked it up online, but I do not want that in my search history. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Way ahead of you. <laughs> oh, good. He can, he'll take the bullet for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so while he looks that up, uh, a couple of other like more in-depth things about their appearance uh, while we talk about the... So as they would be corrupted and start to turn into this Wendigo and they start to fully transform, um, they would oftentimes have... They, they're described as having a heart of ice. And that's not like the metaphor of being like really cold and like standoffish, like they're like actually like supposed to have a heart of ice, um, supposedly because of a lot of the stories where people would become Wendigos through staying out in the woods and a strong winter comes in, they've got no food, and so they have to resort to cannibalism. Oftentimes, Wendigos are re 
a sort or a, affiliated with the cold and with with freezing temperatures and so they've described as having a heart of ice um oftentimes also they some they are described as being humanoid but like larger than a normal human they like sometimes are giant and they emanate this like smell of death and disease probably because they don't really clean very well so they just got gross all over them well, and they're eating they're eating exactly. humans right so like exactly yeah they're yeah <laughs> i think the general consensus if you start to smell death and decay just stay away that's never yeah. going to be a good sign regardless it might not be a wendigo but like just in general i'm not staying not to find out if that's a wendigo exactly i'm not gonna stick around i mean even if it is just like a rotting deer or something exactly. i don't want to you don't want to get exactly. any like diseases or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also had um, th- another thing. If you start to feel they there's stories of a sudden chill coming on, um, kind of a, kind of like what people talk about with ghosts, uh, where if you stun- suddenly just feel like a really unseasonal, like not it's not appropriate for where you're at. All of a sudden you get cold. That's another thing that means that there's a Wendigo approaching because they're just kind of surrounded by this aura of cold near them okay sorry uh, please side sidetrack um i hate the ocean but if you guys ever like been in the ocean and you like swim and like you go to one area and it's like freezing cold and you go to another area and like the water's warm not like uh-huh. in it, but like like the, cur- the currents <laughs> yeah. and everything like that always freaked me out when i'd get to an area of the ocean that's like freezing oh, cold yeah. and i'm like i feel like i'm about to die like i don't feel right. like i don't know what like what was going on in my head or like you know whatever but like whenever like that kind of feeling i like i feel it like i definitely feel like in danger or something even if it's nothing it's, like it's unnerving yeah so like that like that's a terrifying feeling uh-huh. especially if you don't expect it so like yeah wendigo like wendigos just seem like the perfect killer honestly. very yeah and so they're also there's some stories like here you if you want to next level creepy um, they're also described in some stories as, like I said, being massive, like larger than normal. But this, some stories talk about how every time they eat a meal, they'll grow in proportion to that meal. And Jeez. so there's some stories of how they can just get like multiplicatively larger and larger because like the whole thing is that they look like like a skeleton. They've, they've got no meat on their bones. They're real skinny they're always starving they're always super hungry and like have that like gluttonous feeling to them and they always feel like they're like starving to death but yet they're eating so much so how does that compute and so the story is well they just get larger like they get larger in size but never actually get any more meat on their bones they never get actual any nutrition they're just growing in wow. size until they get, they get to the point where they're massive apparently so it's almost like the the curse is like increasing exactly you know? yeah it's the like, more cause... they give into cannibalism the worse they get Dang. so that's awesome now you can look out for a giant wendigo seriously no, but... it's just a giant skeletal figure like crashing uh-huh. through the woods with an yeah. aura of cold and death, death. Uh-huh. It's just awful, man. It almost sounds a little like Siren Head esque. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Bit. And uh, let me tell you, they are like beyond just being giant, they got a lot of things going for them. Uh, they're typically described as being incredibly strong, especially like deceptively strong for how weak they look. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes you see them, they're so emaciated. And so you're like, oh, they're. They ain't got nothing to them, but they're described as being frightfully strong. They're also incredibly fast, far faster than, again, than you would expect something that's so weak-looking to be. Um, And then, again, also, they are, because they're so used to living in the woods and that kind of environment, they're also incredible trackers. Um, And so even if you were to try not, if you're going to, if you decide to not run away from them and instead try to hide, they're still probably going to get you because they can, they have great tracking skills, incredible senses of smell and far better vision at night than a normal human does. All so, right. So 
Wendigo versus Wendigo versus Predator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, minus well, all I, the Predator's weapons, obviously. That's, that's whatever, cheap. man. That's like the whole <laughs> thing about the Predator. Without the weapons, I would say Wendigo. hundred percent. Predator, like I mean, they're the greatest hunters in the galaxy for the most that's part. What they claim, you know? but well, I in mean, that in that lore, right? In that that yeah, media I mean, form. Hey, I mean, like we're smashing and mixing lore together here, so you know. I mean, that's true. What better way? You gotta you gotta mix lores because it's always fun to see how they com- combine. So, yeah, right. I uh, mean, we're about to, we're gonna mix lore. <laughs> we're gonna uh, mix lore when we talk about Marvel, right? So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we're gonna talk about some Marvel representation of Wendigos, and that is wild. It is the crossover MCU near you. Yeah, man, Best I can't crossover. wait. Crossover. Yeah. Gen- uh, what is it? Um, the way that uh, Marvel goes through. What are they? They um not sections but the marvel goes in different iterations and they think they're in iteration four or something now Mm -hmm. and i can't wait for iteration like five or six when they bring in wendigos (laughs) and they just get real down the rabbit hole we're we're done with magic magic's old news let's get into curses and let's get into (laughs) wendigos that'll be real fun you thought thanos was good wait until we bring in the wendigo uh, and they actually might make a pretty decent uh villain in stories because like a lot of the times the stories about wendigos they include being able to like part of their whole shtick is they can still talk and still think like a normal human could mm-hmm. so like it's not like they're mindless monsters like they can still they're often actually talk about how they can mimic human speech not even their own voice like so oftentimes oh, wow. they'll lure people into the woods by mimicking someone's voice that sounds like a family member or someone that they know and they so the person's like oh my goodness my family member's out in the woods what are they doing run out mm-hmm. to the woods and it's actually a wendigo so like they could they're not just a mindless monster and they could make a pretty decent villain in, in the mcu i could see it it'd be pretty yeah. interesting i mean they but, almost sound like pretty boogeyman-esque you know uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like i like I don't know. At least in a lot of uh, appearances in media that I've seen, the Wendigo is the Wendigo is like not able to be beaten. It's just yeah. almost like a really demented, twisted force of nature that you just kind of have to be like, well, uh, I guess we're dead. Don't go in the woods. Yeah, it's something to be avoided, not fight, for sure. Yeah. So they're incredible, and then there's also stories uh, that they can also use tools and things like that. So they've also got the ability to use weapons. They could also arm themselves. Like with uh, a shotgun? I mean, I don't know how complex of tools that well, they can use, but in, they are uh, credited with using tools. In your them. in your notes, the Swift Runner, runner guy, you wrote uh-huh. uh, method of murder was shooting slash hunting with an axe, so they can shoot, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. so they can use at least relatively advanced tools and so I, I would assume that anything that the person knew how to do how to use before they became a wendigo then theoretically that wendigo would have the ability to use so i don't think a wendigo could pick up like a laser gun and figure that out but if the person beforehand knew how to use it maybe i don't know wendigo but, predators man <laughs> exactly if the if the predator became a wendigo he's the ultimate hunter in any <laughs> galaxy it's terrifying. Jeez. Yeah. And then they enter the MCU and then kill all the superheroes because, you yeah. know, greatest hunters. Yeah. We just got to cross over everything one day. Yeah. It'll be like the next, uh, you know, in the MCU, there's the zombie storyline where all the heroes become. Yes. Like, maybe, both. maybe Marvel no, might do it both. as well, but I know DC yeah. does. So this will just be the next thing. Instead of everyone becoming zombies, everyone will become Wendigos instead. So. That'll be exciting. I dig it. Yeah. I find it a little hard to believe that uh, Tony Stark would uh, feel the need to resort to cannibalism. Hey, if the, loaded, whispering, if the spirit's whispering in his ears and he's stuck out in the middle of the California, or California, the Canadian wilderness, and he's starving to death, and all you got next to you is is Spider Man. Y'all, you got Tom. Uh, what's his name? Not Tom Hiddleston. Holland. Tom Holland. Holland. You got Tom Holland next to you. 
I mean, Tom Holland might start looking real tasty after a bit. And then... I don't know, he's pretty strong. Yeah, I would have, I would have said more like Thor. He's a yeah, but I don't man. know. If, I don't know. If Maybe a little gamey. Overpower Thor really without his suit. <laughs> yeah, probably not. So that's yeah. where you got to go after little game, little scrogs, scraggly uh, Tom Holland. And then you, you might have a good meal. But have no fear. If you were worried about that universe existing and that it, happening, A, odds are probably won't. As much as I wish it would. <laughs> but well, well, well does, the, the What If series that's coming out, right? Exactly. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So if in the What If series this does come about, <laughs> good news is there are stories of people being cured of Wendigo. Is oh, that's, that's being good. A Wendigo. So there's a possibility. Um, does it sound does pleasant? It, it's not pleasant. Um, the so most of the stories of Wendigos, they just end in people killing the Wendigo because they're like, you know what? It's better to just execute it that way nobody else gets it. So let's just kill them. But in the few stories that they do get cured, um, the primary way that it seems that people are cured is by heating up animal fat until it's like a liquid, like like getting animal oil grease and then forcing the wendigo to drink that until oh they start gosh. coughing up ice um and that's actually the wendigo's heart melting and them coughing up the chunks of ice that was their heart um and that's supposed to help cure them so is that like one of those like witch trial things where like that person's at, like if they witch, catch witch. a real person that's probably like they're not gonna cough up ice so they're like oh that wendigo's still in there let's go ahead and just kill him now because yeah. like people don't cough up ice I could see it being like a really dark thing is that in which they just keep force feeding somebody this uh, oiling okay. grease until they like, because they're looking for those ice chunks. Uh -huh. and like, he's, he's not giving oh. it. He's not giving it. Give him more. And then they just uh -huh. like, person's just like, that was an Drowns. awful way to die. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It sounds really bad. So you like, I would say make sure that you're really certain that they're a way to go before you start doing that. Cause otherwise you're just torturing somebody to death, which yeah, that sounds I, awful. Yeah, I would say but, you probably want to be like 110 percent sure that you're yeah, like destined yeah. for Wendigos. Uh, but so otherwise, if you can't cure them or you don't want to take the chance that I, I was gonna say that you're, you don't want to take the chance that they're a human and that they're not actually a Wendigo, but that's regardless. If you're if you don't have the opportunity to cure them then your next best option is to kill them. And so that's really, you still want to make sure that they're, you still want to make sure that they're a Wendigo if you're going to be killing them. But if you don't have the opportunity to cure them, the next best option is to try and kill them. But the problem is that they're very durable. Um, they are very hard to kill, not only because they're hard to get a hold of, because they're so fast and so uh, sneaky, they're very good at, at hiding in the woods, uh, but they're also just very hard to actually kill. So the best ways that uh, stories have told about is by either burning them alive. Uh, and so that they're talking about, like, there's stories of people actually holding the Wendigo down over a fire until it's dead. Like, just forcing it down. I mentioned witch, witch trials. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, given some um, uh, intense flashbacks. You know. Very. So that's a pretty rough. Also, there's stories of if you behead them with a tomahawk specifically, then that will kill them. Um, or the next option, though I don't think this actually kills them, but it basically does, it, it incapacitates them for sure, is just cutting them into pieces. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that'll incapacitate that, yeah, them. There's several stories where they talk about, like, going into like the whole town going into the woods and finding them and chopping them into pieces but they never really specify that that killed them they just talk about and the wendigo never bothered them again and it's like okay so odds are you might have like a still alive wendigo out in the woods that's just in bits and so it can't move anywhere but it's still alive so that'll solve your problem but i don't know how humane it is just a pile but, of wendigo bits exactly out in exactly. the woods just so, uh, give it a 10 10 foot uh, birth and yeah for sure don't let it bite you yeah. is it bad that i imagine like them like making them cubes 
Like sure. when you yeah. like you, you said hacking them apart, so it's probably like arm over here, leg over here. But uh, no, I I, like, uh, I imagine I like chat like sous chef like 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 minced garlic. Yeah, let me just put some rosemary. Delicious. Yeah, maybe say maybe they did get that fancy. I guess unless the Wendigo has significant regenerative abilities, it's pretty much just cubes, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Seems like they're less regenerative, regenerative in like the Wolverine instance, where like he can fully grow an arm back and stuff. And it's more of just like they're really durable and they can heal faster and more fully than a normal human does. But still, if you chop them into bits, they're not going to grow back. It just well, it's probably like it's they're that far gone. Then they're dead. It's probably the difference between killing the spirit of the Wendigo than the person, right? right? Exactly. The burning might kill the spirit itself, where chopping into pieces kills the person, so the Wendigo then uh-huh. has to attach itself to someone else. Exactly. And so it's just like until it finds somebody else, it's just kind of trapped there in that body until it can move on. Yeah. That's a really good point, you know, is that really perhaps like when somebody uh becomes a Wendigo, either by like possession or maybe even like they generate a Wendigo spirit. You know, you got to find a way to kill that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't want to be the guy that's having to do tests to try and figure out what works and what doesn't. Right. I'll leave that to other people, more brave people. So I don't well, know what I people figured those ones out, but what I learned, I don't know if it is applicable to this situation, but at least in Europe, you know, like the executioner. Uh huh. That wasn't like a like a profession really? i think it was no it, it was usually given to either an outcast or given to someone who was imprisoned and so the person that would be executing was already hated by society shunned by society was not you know a prestigious thing or whatever or like a military position or anything it was literally a job forced upon someone who didn't want it also yes. oftentimes their like tongue would be cut out or something and so being the person to test out these kind of things, like it might not have been a person that wanted to. It might have been yeah. like you're either you're either gonna be outcast or executed, or you can go, go fight Wendigos. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Just be like a like a group of people having a Wendigo problem and then they're like, All right, you Joey, you um figure out how to take care of these Wendigos. Good luck, have fun. Like, okay. Yeah. And so, like, with that being now, with all of the stories that were told, um, there's become a pretty big drive, kind of like with the zombie thing, where zombies became really popular in media for a while. Uh, And the same thing kind of happened, where a lot of the media kind of latched onto these really cool, interesting stories of Wendigos. Um, And so, as time is gone there's been several portrayals in of the wendigo in media um some of them are more interesting some of them are better than others in my opinion um but some of the things for this type of wendigo the more skeletal type um the humanoid kind of seems like just a guy who had a rough couple of weeks in a mine shaft um those types are see they appear in supernatural the show um, that's in the second episode of the first season, so real early in the show, back but when they were doing good episodes, you know, before the show <laughs> got bad. God's fired, man. <laughs> hey, they're ending it finally. It's fine, thank goodness. Oh, mm. really? Yeah, finally the show's coming to an end after fifteen wow. after fifteen seasons, I think, maybe more. Uh, I think it was probably a bit more than that. Yeah, yeah maybe I, it was like seventeen. But... I'm still on season three. <laughs> It just skipped that season. It's not good. Actually, I don't remember what's in that season, but uh, so it was in Supernatural. Then it was also in. There's a movie called The Retreat that came out in 2020. Uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently it was okay, and it had Wendigos in it. Um, it's a 2020 this... movie, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So who's to say? Um, though this type of Wendigo that was in the Retreat movie was a lot like the type of wendigo that was also in the game until dawn uh, in that they were the skeletal type of wendigo but they almost were 
kind of mixed with like Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Uh, where they, they like kind of crawled around on four legs like Gollum does. And they kind of, they had a very Gollum-esque look to them. So both those ones are, are more closely related to this type of Wendigo than the more animalistic type, but they're a little bit different and they're more of that Smeagol combination that they have, uh, which is kind of neat combo, kind of neat portrayal, but it's a little different. Yeah, more animalistic, I think. Yeah, a little bit more animalistic. Not fully animalistic, the other type that we'll talk about in a second, but... And then the last type of this was in the world-renowned, most popular uh, game of the year, Fallout 76. Game of the year for every year. Every year. Every Every year, year. it's game of the year. Um, Apparently, there was a monster, a creature in that game that was a wendigo that was it that version of the wendigo was more of a radiation mutation rather than like an actual like following the lore type but it did look and act more like this type of wendigo rather than the other wendigo that has like the horns typically so it was a very skinny kind of looking guy but a little bit of a different origin for that guy so Mm -hmm. I mean, like, uh, I, I looked up into Fallout 76 a little bit in preparation for this, and uh, there's actually almost kind of like a final boss of 76 that's a uh, Wendigo Colossus. Oh, really? I didn't and know about lo- that. Yeah, he looks wild. It's like, um, he's got super long legs, <laughs> and uh, it's almost like three people are merged into, like, a bloody, like, mess. And... I don't know. It, it looks pretty cool, honestly. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, and, yeah, they're. That's a pretty, pretty interesting wild. take on the the thing that we were talking about earlier. Instead of every time they ate someone, it gets like taller. That it might grow limbs and uh-huh. like be like a mutated multiple people kind of thing. That's a that's an interesting take on. It's interesting. Possibly like something from history. What you eat, yeah. Yeah, but I think at least in the story of the Wendigo Colossus. Uh, sorry if this is spoilers, no, but um, oh yeah, spoils for the game Fallout seventy six. I'm sure I don't fastest there. game to go to like under ten dollars. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, anyway, I I think in that particular story of the Wendigo Colossus, the guy who is the Colossus did resort to cannibalism, and uh-huh. as he got trapped in like a mine shaft and ate his uh, fellow gotcha. uh, explorers. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so, they, yeah. so they follow the lore a little bit with that. It yeah. Like. I know there's also a story, like a voice recording in the game in Fallout 76 that talks about several people uh, being in a reactor and the reactor going critical, and due to the radi- radiation and just the personality type of that guy uh, that was in the reactor, they ended up becoming kind of like a normal ghoul, but more hunger based and whatnot and so then he became what the game calls as a wendigo um, so i know that like there's some at least wendigos in the store in the lore that are or based off of that guy but it's pretty cool that they still did try and stick with it a little bit yeah but that was pretty cool yeah so real quickly we'll go over the second type um most of the lore for this second type is the same as the original type there's just some key differences that are a little bit more that, that distinguish it a bit uh, the second type that is the type of wendigo that you typically see that has the animal face typically like it, it looks like a hybrid of like a deer and like a wolf kind of face because it has like fangs and everything but it's more of a longer snout and then it has like deer antler horns um so it, that's the typical the second type is that type of it, of Wendigo that has the very much more animalistic. They're fully covered in fur. Um, those are the type. They so almost... I, can, I was going to say, it's like an actual like personification of a vengeful forest spirit. Almost. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They seem kind of like visually like a combination of a werewolf and the Wendigo-ish kind of thing. But yeah, these guys, they have the origin, like, like you were saying, of rather than being like a spirit that possesses somebody, this one seems to be like a vengeful forest spirit 
that kind of just shows up when people are mistreating nature or just not being respectful for to nature and it shows up as like a, a vengeful monster to just kind of teach the people a lesson um, i like what you wrote in the notes um basically I'm like oh it says more commonly known but much uh less lore about them exactly i, I kind of feel like like the lore for like the wendigo is what you had previously said for like the first type but when mm -hmm. you when people picture it the first thing that you would think of is what this one looks like right so it's a very like entangled thing normally but yeah. being able to but being able to like separate these into two different types two different like whatever like it, it's interesting to like, see like what which one falls into type one and type two right yeah and it was actually really interesting to me seeing where that di diversion happened between like where the original lore was going and everyone was kind of picturing the same type of guy the like bald skinny type of wendigo and then all of a sudden uh in the, around 1910 there was a guy named algernon blackwoods that wrote a book called the wendigo but the wendigo in his story was totally different i guess it was a short story uh, but in his story it was this more animalistic type and that version just took off uh, and suddenly media was just using this version because i guess they thought it was more sensationalized and cooler and after that story, there was a big fork in the road where all of a sudden there was this new type of Wendigo, still called Wendigo, but a little bit different visually and story behind them was different. You'd say like this one's the colonized version. Exactly. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Almost so, like the, or like the Hollywood version, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Or but, like Hollywood saw the original myth and was like you know like rather than making just like a, a disheveled like uh gnarly person we'll make it into this really big like beast exactly uh, yeah and that's where like he has the same weaknesses and everything or presumably like they don't really specify because this version's a little bit separate from the lore so every movie and whatnot that he's in that this type is in is a little bit different but generally he keeps the same weaknesses and strengths and everything as the original with every version having slightly different um strengths and weaknesses and slightly different origins as well as to where they come from and this one so, might be slightly less intelligent yes definitely more... less intelligent yes you're right they're they're these this version is like I said, more animalistic looking and very much more animalistic in mentality like and in cognitive ability. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're more of, like like Bryce was saying, a vengeful spirit that's just fully focused on kill people and nothing. There's no real higher focus, it seems like, than that. In most of them. Most of the ones for this. And so, like, like I said, this one's the more sensationalized in media um, and some of the things that were used or the, that this version was used in was we're bringing it in that Marvel comic. <laughs> Marvel had a comic series with this type of Wendigo in it, and it is wild. It's right, bizarre. It, it's pretty nuts. Dude. It's like, bizarre for sure. And uh, I don't know. I always, like, uh, do you want to get the synopsis, I guess? I mean, I can if you would like. It's or just, like, just basic. The, I don't know what happens in it. The whole story behind it is it is uh, does follow along a little bit with the lore. Um, the story for this type of Wendigo is if somebody, if anybody resorts to cannibalism, they get cursed with the Wendigo curse, and they become a Wendigo. Or they become the Wendigo. Uh, because by the, according to this lore, or at least when it starts out, there can only be one Wendigo at a time in the com in the Marvel comics. Um, they then break that rule later on, I think. But when it first started, there was only one Wendigo. And when one person uh, then would commit cannibalism, it would free the last person from the curse and therefore putting the new person under the curse. Uh, and they were a relatively smart, it seemed, mon monster-ish kind of thing. That was It was fully white fur- and it was just a hungry monster that lived up in Canada. And several times people in the Marvel Universe, including Wolverine, Spider-Man, um, Hulk, and a couple other people had to go and try and take them on. 
um, leading to eventually there was an episode where Hulk actually became cursed with the Wendigo curse, leading to <laughs> Wenda Hulk, which is a whole thing I need to know. I need more of. So Hulk is a cannibal is what we're talking about. <laughs> At here. some point, it seems like he did, yes. I can he see became, it. He became Wenda Hulk, and I don't understand why Wenda Hulk isn't the most popular version of Hulk rather than like Grey right. Hulk or something. Wenda Hulk is so cool. <laughs> he looks like a, a Yeti that's just um, wanting to eat everybody. So, is he still wow. green? No, he's white, fully white. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, he's fully white. But oh man, I thought the, the weirdest thing about the uh, the synopsis that I was reading about it was mostly between uh, the Hulk and uh, uh-huh. Wendigo. It was that the Hulk and the Wendigo were, as they said, evenly matched with strength, yes. which uh, I wow. thought was just wild, dude. That Very. the Wendigo is as strong, if not maybe a little stronger than the Hulk. Which, and just imagine. Yeah. Um, Hulk has literally destroyed planets. His he has uh-huh. a form called Worldbreaker Hulk. That's insane. Though I don't think that the Wendigo is on the level of Worldbreaker Hulk. I think this is no, just yeah, I'm, Bob's I'm, standard I'm, Hulk. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. But could you imagine the Hulk becomes the Wendigo Hulk and then gets to the point where he can become Worldbreaker Hulk? It's Worldbreaker right. Wendigo Hulk. That sounds awesome to me. Or even the time that this Hulk- comic. Or like the time that Hulk gets uh, Silver Surface powers, right? Uh-huh. And the Wendigo, that would be insane. I just want a mashup of everything. It'd be awesome. Just boil give Hulk every, every ability. Superhero, <laughs> one person. I think I think of all of the Marvel characters, Hulk is like the number one person that gets like almost everybody's abilities. He just like Him, or Deadpool up every, at, at some point. Yeah, Deadpool too, but he's kind of a, an exception to the rule because he's just a weird guy that I looking mean, for it. He beat Thanos, which obviously wouldn't happen, but like... Exactly. So yeah, he doesn't really count. Yeah. So real quick, uh, we're going to have to end real real soon, but uh, last couple of people or portrayals for this type of Wendigo is in the novel for The Pet Cemetery by uh, Stephen King. There's a Wendigo. The main big bad in that book is a Wendigo. Um, it doesn't make it into at least the new portrayal of Pet Cemetery. I don't remember. I don't think it made it into the original movie of Pet Cemetery either. Uh, but in the I original novel, I think it it's might... spoken about. But it, yeah. I don't. I don't think you actually see like right. the Wendigo. Right. But so in the original novel, they talk about that being a big, big part of the reason that the Pet Cemetery exists is because of him. Um, and then there's also, he's also, this version of Wendigo is also in D&D. So he only is ever in the first edition and the 3.5 edition of the uh, game. That's the only one where he's an actual monster, though there are tons of people who make homemade versions. Uh, but he never actually, he never got put into the later versions. The new, the new monster sad. manual? Yeah, I yeah. looked for him in the Shame. monster manual, but yeah. yeah. The, the version that they have in is a real weird-looking one. Um, he looks kind of more like a wolf-ish-looking thing, but he's got his, like, his legs are burnt off, so he's just got stubs that are burnt at the very bottom. He's, just, he's real confusing. So Probably not nearly as wrong as the Gorgon. No, but... <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But And yeah. then the last one that we can all look forward to, there is a movie coming out soon. Uh, it was supposed to come out in 2020, but it got delayed due to COVID. Um, but there's a movie that's coming out called Antlers that is all about a Wendigo or the Wendigo. Um, and this one is the more animalistic type, it seems like. We, we don't know for sure, um, but based off of the commercials and the, the trailers, it seems like this one is the more animalistic type. Um, because in the movie, they talk about it being a uh, spirit that is brought to punish people who wrong nature. So it seems like it's more that forest spirit that is kind of like a vengeful spirit so yeah that'll be interesting to see that yeah. movie coming out. It, it seems pretty interesting there's some pretty big names in the movie and behind the movie so i'm looking forward to that one it seems like it'll be good but that'll probably pretty much wrap us up for the wendigo that's that's all there really is to them they're terrifying you gotta avoid them and uh there's i don't know if they're fully real but i will say that there are definitely real elements to them um there's even uh, some modern stories of people having a there's a 
a medical term or a psychological term called uh, Wendigo psychosis that we have these days uh, that basically is just to synopsize it is it's when someone goes crazy and decides to eat somebody. Um, and that's the yeah, general. Nice and simple. Yeah. And so that's like, it even exists today. It's a legend that is fully made it into the 21st century and everyone likes to make movies about them and they're, they're scary. I don't well, want to be one of them. for sure. I'd, I'd go to say, cause I'm, I mean, I don't think they're real, but I'd go to say this, this kind of story shows that humans are capable of yeah. crazy things, cannibalism, right? Like literally murdering people of their own species and whether or not it's a spirit, or, but like that, it just goes to show that humans are crazy. <laughs> it shows the monstrosity of humanity and yeah. how humans without anything extra can still be monsters and, and become these, these things that we as a people feel like we need to put an external source and an external name onto it. And it's like, Oh, clearly mm-hmm. that wasn't a human. That must've been this monster. Because like yeah. we just the normal peace person can't fathom that someone would just do that without like being um, corrupted, being yeah. possessed or something. Like that just some normal person would do that is just mind blowing. So mm-hmm. unspeakably cruel. <laughs> Beyond unspeakably cruel, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I've gotta say I learned a lot from today. This is an interesting I did as well. monster. Yeah, I, I would... I would love to see some of those like ever growing Wendigos in more. Uh huh. That would like, be. Show me some of those. Nightmares. It's terrifying. Right. I saw a picture um, that was depicting that type of Wendigo, and it was like the classic Wendigo sitting outside of someone's house, and it was taller than a normal, like a two-story house, and it's had its hand in the second-story window, reaching in and grabbing somebody, wow. which is just terrifying to me. So <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you with that image of a Wendigo getting so big it's larger than your house and can just pluck you out of your room in the middle Sleep of the well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on that note, have a good night and thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, which, I mean, of course you did. We know you did. Um, we'd love it if you shared it with your friend, friends or anyone that you think would be interested. Uh, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right now. Uh, but if there's somewhere that you'd prefer us to be on, if you want us to be on your specific podcast location of choice, let us know. Uh, and we'd love to be able to go there. So Absolutely. Just let us know and we'll, uh, we'll try and accommodate. But until next time, we'll uh, thank you for listening and have a good night.